All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, second day, Angel Flynn on the stand uh, in Riverhead here to analyze and break down as uh, Ray Perini, of course, part of the great team of Perini Herger, and uh, nice enough to uh, give us uh, a couple of minutes here on a Thursday. Great having you here. Uh, you know, she took the stand. I kind of knew she would. Matt Tui, who represents her, uh, said she wanted to take the stand. You almost think that she had to take the stand, Ray. Uh, based on pre- the previous trial and everything else, but uh, certainly a lot in play. Uh, what have you thought about things the last couple of days? Welcome, my friend. Uh, it's it's good to be back, Jay. Well, I'm going to I'm going to sum up what I think her testimony did to help her by quoting her lawyer when he closed it, when he spoke to Newsday yesterday after the testimony ended. She wanted to take the stand. She's doing the best she can. I don't believe her testimony helped her at all. I think the, the process, process, prosecution's case is damning, and I think that um, her demeanor on the stand, her demeanor in the courtroom, makes it clear that she was one of the she was a primary mover in this whole terrible, terrible event. Uh, just like you and I discussed this uh, a while ago, uh, she was the director. She basically, you know, was stating to Michael Valva, listen, uh, we're going to do it my way or the highway. And that's what it was. You know, Mike Valva, Michael Valva had really no choice, but it was really, it was her direction, Ray. I mean, she is on audio, heard, acknowledging that Thomas could not walk and was, key word here, folks, in all of this is hypothermic. She acknowledged it with that word coming out of her mouth, Ray. I mean, if if that is not the tell on, I don't know what is. You know what? She actually tells that to her daughter at eight forty one. That the boy the, the day he died, that she's hypothermic. And then on the stand she says he was alert. I comforted him. I wiped his tears away. I was so upset. And they don't call 911 for an hour. And why do they wait that time? I think it's a reasonable inference. That's when the cover-up happens. It is damning that she erased the video that would have told, showed us exactly what was happening in that basement for that hour. Uh, I, you know, I, I don't see how she, her testimony, her effort to appear sympathetic to that young man works at all. You know, an interesting witness was the piano teacher for the three daughters. If you remember her testimony, she testified that when she'd go to the house to give her three daughters piano lessons while those two boys are sleeping in a garage when it's 19 degrees out, not allowed in the house, undernourished, abused, this piano teacher says that she would go into rant, vicious outbursts. She mocked them for being autistic. Does that say it all? Does that tell us who this woman is? Is that is that the narrative of a woman who would do this to these two boys because they're not hers and they have a disability? I think the picture is, is very clear and very damning. I mean, then we go back into the teachers and the principal and their efforts to try and get CPS involved. Um, I think, you know, I think one of the most interesting things was when 
a lawyer gets up to cross-examine the principal and wants to demonstrate that Valva was the main contact with the school and he did everything and he was in charge. The principal goes, oh, no. No, no, she was involved in everything. She was involved in every phone call. When her lawyer goes back to the defense table, she is agitated and angry at him. And suddenly he stops cross-examining all the other witnesses. Jurors notice everything. One thing a trial lawyer tells your client, and when I was a prosecutor, I tell my cops and witnesses, jurors see and pick up on everything. I think she's her own worst enemy in that courtroom by her behavior. Her controlling nature. He was defending her is beside himself. Uh, he has to be at this point in the morning. Ray Perini with us. A uh, couple of things you bring up with the principal. That was damning. Remember, he uh, overheard in the hallway where Polina was in the school. As far as uh, the other brother, Anthony, wearing the sweatshirt, take off the sweatshirt. You know, she made no. the comment, he's used to being cold. They're used to being cold. I thought that uh, hit a chord. And I'll tell you, uh, this uh, Kelly, Karen Kelly, uh, is doing a heck of a job. She really is. I mean, she is not messing around, uh, Ray. Uh, were you or were you not agreeing with Michael Valva, she asked, that Thomas and Anthony, as of the day Thomas died, were to sleep in the garage? That's what Kelly asked her. She was aware, yes. And you agreed to that, Kelly said. I agreed with him. And basically, that was it. And confronted her about the timeline of events. You know, she laid out in a direct testimony the other day. The story included that she sat on the garage floor, held him, urine-soaked towel, wiped away his tears the morning he died. You know, listen, that type of sympathetic tone ain't going to cut it too late. You know, it's the lies that killed him, too, though. He was alert. He was fine. After telling her daughter... At 841, he was hypothermic, and that's on tape. Now she's now she's taking care of this boy that she loves so much, and he's alert and responsive. And, and when the EMTs come, they lie to them about falling in the driveway, and they respond, he was blue, and we thought he was dead. Who are you going to believe? The stepmother or the EMTs? Exactly. Uh, and, you know, uh, also, the prosecutor attempted to kind of chip away at her testimony that, you know, she was just simply following the lead of Valva, keeping his sons in the garage, text messages, uh, including one in which she demanded Valva remove any comforts. Can you believe this? Like yeah. books from the garage. You know, even before this thing started, she was portrayed as a so-called evil witch. And I think it's even worse than that right now. If you're sitting on this jury and you hear this stuff over the last couple of days, I mean, you have such disdain for how she conducted herself with these two young boys. I mean, it's beyond disgusting. It really is. It is. I mean, I don't. I don't know how you defend this now. How do you defend it? How do you? You know, what, what do you do now, Ray? What do you do now I'll if you, you are in defense of Angela Polina? I would not ask her any more questions. I don't. I don't get up and redirect her at all. Get her off the stand, 
and handle it the best you can in summation because now you want to be in control of the courtroom and you don't want to give her an opportunity to hurt herself anymore. And you do that when, if you've tried enough cases, there are times when you put a witness on the stand, it doesn't go the way you want. And all you can do is wait to get them off and figure out how you're going to cover it in summation. And you go back to your theory that Valva hosed them down, that Valva did this and Valva did that. And, I mean, she's already testified she's evil, so she admits that she's evil, but she didn't do anything that day to kill him. That's your defense, and that's what you have to stick to, but I wouldn't use her to try and bring that home anymore. I'd get her off the snap. Now, Tui will continue questioning this morning, I do believe. He said he didn't regret putting her on the witness stand. Will Kelly have another shot after Tui is done today? Absolutely. And she's doing a very, they're doing a very effective job. They have painted the scenario exactly as it went down. And it's consistent with all the text messages, the videos, her, her interaction with the teachers and the principal. Um, I think that um, the government, the, the government, you know, Carrie Ann Kelly and her team have done a terrific job in this case. I agree with you on that completely. And I'll tell you, um, she made it a point yesterday, and that jury, and this was a this was a big one. When you're wiping out the video, you deleted the video. Why did you delete the video? Why? And that was to me that was a key point. Why would you delete the video if you? I mean, if if you have nothing to feel guilty about, why would you delete it? I think it's going to be a fair inference that they deleted that video and they waited an hour before they called 911 to do the to delete the video to come up with a cover story to justify their their depraved indifference to that young man's life. I'll tell you, and I think that uh, could be argued. Ray, I said this thing would go two weeks. Uh, it's it's going to be quick. It's going to be quick. I'll tell you that much. This is going to be this. This will make the Murdoch deliberation uh, look like uh, you know. I mean, what was the, the Murdoch thing? Was what forty-five minutes? According to one juror, they made up their minds. Took three hours, but no. forty-five minutes. They all came to that conclusion that he did it. You know, I can't imagine this thing going any longer. To you, well, I hate. I hate to predict jurors because all it takes is one person to slow the process down. But I do, and I believe in this case. And Murdoch was a surprise, quite frankly, because that was a little muddled. But I think in this case, we're going to get a very quick and a very guilty verdict uh, once once it gets to the jury. And you brought it up uh, a minute or two ago, lies. It happened in the Murdoch deal, the lies regarding the kennel activity where he was present. That was the, uh, that was it. And that's what did him in. And the same thing with Polina. You know, once you're caught in these types of lies, I mean, this jury, I mean, it's not going to forgive her for that. Because, yeah. you know, you're covering up. And that's the key. And that's what Murdoch tried to do. And that's what Polina tried to do here. And that will now wash in this particular case, even more so, right? Uh, that I, I agree with completely. I'd like again. I'm going to go back and say it once more. Uh, the the state in, in putting their evidence in and the cross-examination has been very effective. 
And I think that she goes down, she goes down quick. Well, question. We will see what happen, uh, happens today with uh, the defense attorney, Matthew Tui. Uh, we'll be uh, at her again today with Carrie Ann Kelly right behind as far as uh, uh, getting uh, uh, her say in. Another interesting day. Another interesting day. Uh, as uh, he's got a lot to tell you, it's a big day for Tui because he's got to somehow redirect uh, that thinking. But I'll tell you right now, uh, she is cooked, in my estimation. No question. I don't know what he does on redirect to make this better. I would, again, if I was the trial lawyer in this case, I'd want to handle this on summation. Cut my losses. Let me deal with it. Let me talk to the jury. Let's make it, let's put it all on Valva. Uh, I don't know, I don't think that's going to be successful, even if he stops now, but. I don't see how she helps herself anymore. I think her demeanor in that courtroom is something the jury is reading. I mean, jurors don't miss anything. They see everything. And they know exactly what's going on. And all the tears and everything else that have been flowing, forget it. Don't help the case at all for her. No question. Uh, Ray Perini, Perini Herger, uh, part of the great team there uh, here on the island. And uh, we will chat more with Ray as this case moves along to a conclusion. And uh, Ray with us every step of the way. Can't thank you enough, my friend. No, no, thanks for having me. I wish the case wasn't so upsetting. How's that? 